This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Mill Spouse Matters, the podcast dedicated to telling the stories of military families, one spouse at a time. Need some inspiration as you navigate military life? Moves, deployments, raising military kids, keeping your marriage together, career issues, and more? Get an encouraging, humorous outlook from a spouse who's been there for 30 years and more moves than she can count. Join host Jen McDonald, author of the book, You Are Not Alone, encouragement for the heart of a military spouse. Who knows that we're stronger together? Grab your cup of coffee or a glass of wine and sit back and relax as Jen talks with military spouses, both new and experienced, who will give you real life hope and support for your own mill spouse journey. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Mill Spouse Matters. I am Jen McDonald, and I am so excited to bring you today's guest. Her name is Lana Simmons, and she's going to be talking about finding your identity as a military spouse, among other topics. And so let me just give you her brief bio. She is a retired military spouse, homeschooling parent, herbalist, Reiki master teacher, and yoga instructor. She's co-hosted several healing, wellness, self-love workshops with psychic medium Mindy Adamos, as well as given talks at the Edgar Case ARE on the importance of self-love. She has been featured in Be Nourished, My Body Does, ASDAH, Military Spouse Magazine, Spouse Buzz, and other blogging platforms and podcasts. She's currently residing in Virginia with her spouse of 14 years and two wild children. So welcome, Lana. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy to be here, Jen. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. That makes you sound super, super cool. And before we get into all of that, I did want to mention we do know each other in real life. Mm-hmm. So we, we met when we were both stationed in Hawaii. And you were the president of the Enlisted Spouses Club. I don't. I think you were, were you already... In place before I got there, I don't remember now. Ooh, I think you were. I, I, think I, I, I think I was. And you didn't you come in during the summer? Oh, that's a good question. Because I oh, thought shit. we were transitioning we, to that the beginning of that it year. It was the beginning of the fall. Yes, yes. And we had come in from Germany, and so part of Steve's job was I got to be an advisor to the spouses group. And kind of came in and got to know you that way. So you were wrangling all these um, <laughs> different clubs and people and <laughs> Well, remember, activities. at that time, we weren't official. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that I remember that because it came in. I was like, where are your bylaws and where are these? And everybody's kind of like, are what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. So we did we we really got to know each other over budget talks and bylaws and yeah. issues with board members, but we won't go into those things. <laughs> but that's just to say <laughs> that's how we met. So <laughs> tell me about your family and you guys are post 
military retirement. So just go ahead and, and talk about your family. Well, I you. mean, I met Mo, I think we're a little odd. Well, we're odd. I mean, that's a given. But I met Mo <laughs> when I was about, I think, 22, 23. I graduated college um, and had moved down for a job to become a nanny down on base on uh, Randolph Air Force Base. And I did not realize that. Yes. Yeah, because that's where I'm now. So, oh, yeah. you know, we live like, you know, 10 miles from Randolph. So yeah. that's near San Antonio, Texas, for those that aren't Air Force. We're yeah. both Air Force. So we, we have to be careful. And I should just assume everybody knows. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had met him there on an online dating website. Did not know that. Which was totally taboo back then. It seems more. So what, year, what year was that? 2002. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, was was it? It was because I gra- I just graduated and was wanting to get my master's degree and all that mess. And uh, mm-hmm. met him. He had just gotten out of uh, a pretty difficult relationship. The he wanted to get married. She did not. I think mm-hmm. it was his second engagement that did not happen. Oh, yeah. So he was odd in the way that he he had enlisted when he was uh, 19, but. It seems like a lot of people have gotten married in their 19, 1920. We got married when he was 29. So he had been in the military for a minute before we... I didn't realize that. So he'd already been in, had a career. Yeah. And then you, you came along. And I'm oh. sure had no intention of, hey, I want to marry somebody in the military because where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up on a farm. Did you and have any, no. any kind of experience with military life before this? Negative. See, like, I, was too. I thought I knew what it was, really did not know what it was. And we did, gr- I did grow up near an Air Force base. So I don't know if you were near. No. <laughs> so, so what did it, what, what did you think it was? Let's just say that. Ooh, well, I got to watch what I say because <laughs> on the farm, there's this attitude on the farm of it doesn't matter. You, you have to be extremely practical and utilitarian yes. and everything you wear to um, how you get things done is utilitarian in nature. So you don't show up to work in anything but, you know, shoes and shoes you can wear all day, boots or shoes you can wear all day, some rough looking jeans or overalls. Mm-hmm. So, and you got to be prepared to deal with it. It has to be practical. You do. So with the military, there's a, there is this element of that you need to be presentable and like, you know, Mo had to wear certain clothes, his blues, to do a briefing mm-hmm. or something like that. And I didn't understand that. I'm like, so if you don't look pretty, you can't tell somebody critical information? Exactly. That, that was really foreign to <laughs> the me. The whole professional bearing thing. Yeah. It, it yeah. was really difficult. That was probably more difficult for me to handle than I wanted to admit. So that was really a difficult thing mm. in that sense. But I... But, you know, it's what's nice about the military, too, is that it's an environment where you may not agree with it, but it kind of help you kind of get shaped by it anyways. <laughs> you know, they don't care if you agree with it. Yep. <laughs> what is it? No one's asking your opinion no? or how you feel. I remember saying that to a military spouse when we were very early days. She said something like, you know, they had orders to go somewhere and then it just suddenly changed. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? And she just looked at me. She goes, 
it does not matter how I yeah. feel about that. And I thought, oh, okay, that's that's the way it's going to be. You know, like that's the mindset you have to have. It that really is doesn't true. matter how you feel about it. <laughs> Which, does not factor in. <laughs> but in a sense, so that was that was farm that was familiar to me. That attitude of mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, because weed has to get planted. It doesn't matter if you're having a bad day or whatever. The weather is clear. And if you have a cold or you're not feeling good, that's too bad. You have to get, you know, wheat in the ground now. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of, I understood that piece, but I just, it was an interesting adjustment. Like, but you still had to look pretty. It's like, I'd have to look pretty, go planting the wheat, you know, but. Oh, gotcha. So appearance <laughs> matters. Well, and you were, you said, were you working on your master's at the time or you yeah. were thinking about it? So you were coming in a little different too, as far as you had your own goals. You had, I, mean, I shouldn't say different different than what people think, because I think a lot of military spouses have their own thing going on. They have their own goals, career, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when they're younger, maybe not as much, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. No. And I, and I would have to say with my experience from what I saw, and this is neither good nor bad, but what I saw was with the enlisted folk, it kind of seemed like a lot of them were young and they had kids young and mm-hmm they would usually go to college later on from what I saw. They'd have their babies first. And then, you know, as they got older, then the active duty member, then they would attend college with the Mm -hmm. officers. It was always college first, then babies, but if they chose that route. So that's what I saw. And so I was different in the sense that, you know, I was, you know, 25 or 26 when I had and no kids. Mm -hmm. Right. But this was our first marriage. This wasn't his second or, my second right. is our first marriage. Oh, did people think that you he was on a second marriage? Yeah. Because the term, quote, older is so relative because 29 is not old. Right. But for a lot of, and I, oh, I wish I had the statistics right in front of me, but like the Blue Star families surveys and things like that, that talk about this, you know, the majority of younger service members, how the big majority of them are married mm-hmm. and it does not coincide with how it is in the civilian world. It's just interesting. Yeah. I wonder if the element of loneliness doesn't play. That, and I think because they have a career, Mm -hmm. they have a career, they have a stable income, Mm -hmm. and a lot of things in the military are geared towards families. You have family housing, you have family days. That's still the way it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and I do think it's maybe easier to to be married (laughs) than have to live in the barracks or, you know, on your own if you're not you know, just coming in. So you got married and then he served how many more years before he retired? I think it was 12 more years. Okay. So what surprised you the most about military life other than that you couldn't, well, you could have, could have worn your overalls (laughs) to the spouse's coffee. (laughs) You could have, (laughs) but Um, what was, was that the biggest surprise or was there something more? It was a couple of things. Um, You know, I came from a family, a large extended family. And when you had kids, you know, people were there to help. Uh You know, you could go to the grocery store by yourself. You could go to the doctor's appointment by yourself because, you know, grandma or auntie or whoever could watch your kids where with me, it was with us, it was, you know, Mo and I had to have the discussion. And this is why I ended up not working was be- and this is you know everybody does it differently in the military, mm-hmm. but for us because we were overseas, 
you know, and where were you at this time? We were at Stuttgart in Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were in Germany, and uh, was that your first yeah. assignment? As oh wow, so you got married, went to Germany. Yeah, <laughs> in Germany, um, we had met. Okay, in San Antonio. He was ending his orders there. Um, I ended up. We dated for a couple years, and I got mm-hmm. pregnant. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I will. I was like that woman that was like, I don't need you. I can take care of this child by myself. I'm not oh, going to marry you because you're in the military. Oh. You can see how well that worked out. <laughs> Here you are. How many years later? How long have you been married? <laughs> 14. 14. Yeah. So that didn't play out the way you no. thought it would. <laughs> I was like, I don't need you. And he was like, no, but I want to help you raise our son and blah. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, What a good guy. <laughs> I hurt his feelings. but And then he got orders after I was pregnant he received orders for germany and we had to have you know it's not very romantic i'm not a romantic person i remember saying to him and he's more of the romantic person i said to him you know i don't know if you're my soulmate i don't know if i believe in soulmates (laughs) this is literally how it went down but when i look at your qualities who you are and how well we get along i think i have the best chance of success with you and (laughs) Wow. That's, you know, bowl them over with that romance. <laughs> I'm just, I just made a pros and cons list and the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. So, you know, why don't we just give him this a go? <laughs> he was like, he looked at me and he said, okay. And he's like, but I really <laughs> love you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love you too. And all that. And you know what? That should have been your vows that you wrote yourselves. <laughs> we wrote our own vows i don't know i think you're okay let's give it a shot all right sounds good to you you may not kiss the bride i look at my odds here and i think the odds are slightly in my favor so let's give this a go that's hilarious that's too funny so that's really why we decided to if germany hadn't come up i don't know that we would have pushed marriage it kind of forced the issue kind of forced the issue and I know that's so cliche. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of couples yeah. though they are in love or whatever and you think okay well you're about to move so hmm, I have to decide do I go with you or do I try long distance or do we just you know break it off kind of thing yeah so. and it's cliche right because they always tell you don't let anything there should be nothing that gives you an ultimatum or whatever, but oh, whatever. That's real life. I I think cliches always well, they're cliches because they have truth to them. Yeah, that's why they've become cliches. Yeah. So, <laughs> so well, <laughs> we uh, so that's how we ended up. We got married at the Justice of the Peace. I was five months uh, prego, and uh-huh. uh, we well, and then you know I don't know. I I guess. Sometimes I think I approach things maybe a little too unfeeling and not unfeeling, but maybe logical in a sense. And then I regret the feeling because I didn't. Okay. Okay. Have you ever done those personality tests? Because I know what you are. Uh, did you ever do the true colors thing? Because that's a big thing in the military spouse world. Let's do our true colors. And I'm not talking about like find your color to wear like I'm a fall and a winter. It's the true colors personality. Did you ever do that? No, I did the uh, Myers-Briggs though. You're so green. I just, I would bet money on it. (laughs) Logical scientist. Let's break it down. Feelings don't really matter, you know, and I'm the opposite. I'm the blue, like 
need a hug now because now your feelings are hurt. You know, you know what? And that, <laughs> so what are you on the Myers Briggs? What are you? Mo's a blue. He took that See? test and he's a blue and he's my bud. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's nice. I don't even, I'd have to see the research on that test to see how valid it is, sir. And you are green. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are green. So the, on the Myers Brig, it goes what? E I, either E or I. So extrovert, introvert, mm-hmm. you're an I. I'm just diagnosing yep. you. Yep. And then what is it? Um, N or? N, I believe is, I know I'm an N. I think that's intuition. Yeah, that's me. So I'm an EN. We're just going to make a comparison. And then it's like either sensory or perception. Yes. And I believe. I-N. Or no, wait. S-F. Or sensor or feeling. I'm feeling. You are not. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> so I'm an INTP. Or, yeah, an INTJ. Uh, Sorry, excuse me. INTJ. Let's see. We have some stuff in common. Yeah. I'm I'm an ENFJ. Yeah, that would make Maybe sense. I, the- I could see you. I could see the J. <laughs> J. <laughs> I so I love those personality tests. It's like it's either you're a Labrador or a monkey <laughs> or an elephant. And I'm always whatever <laughs> thinks everybody needs a hug. That's always <laughs> and <laughs> you're over there in the corner making a, a little graph. You know, <laughs> but it takes everybody to make it work. It really, really does. <laughs> I am. I would be so. Mo took his and he is an ENTP. Sometimes Jay, he's kind of in the middle. So you would think that wouldn't be a good fit because he's like feelings and all that. And he's more that way now than he was in the military. In the military, he swung more, I think, on the logical because he had to. It's a good match because when it comes to people, he's my people filter. He'll go out. He'll do the talking. I think it it works in a marriage if you are not the same because you you play on each other's strengths and, you know, build up each other's weaknesses. You help each other. It's too important. My dad always had a little saying because I remember when I was dating Steve, we would, we would have a little argument or whatever, you know, (laughs) and and he'd go, you know, if you agreed on everything, one of you is redundant. Yep. And I would think, well, that's dumb. (laughs) You know, like he should just agree with me. (laughs) Like it would be so much more peaceful, but the older I get, I just, you know, you find yourself quoting your parents and I do see that that's so true. Like if we had just agreed on every little thing, what, why are there two of us? Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, that's true. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you landed in Germany. Yes. What was that like? You know, well, I just I just had Mason. He was literally a couple months old. And see, I didn't expect when I had Mason. I I really didn't. I was like, I got this. I don't need help because I felt mm-hmm. like I. You're a strong, independent woman. <laughs> well, I felt like I screwed up because I'd gotten pregnant before getting married. And, you know, that guilt, that doesn't do anybody. So then you had to punish yourself by doing it all alone. Yeah. Because that's perfectly yeah. logical. Because <laughs> my parents asked, you know, and see, and two, just so everybody knows, Mo is black and I'm white. It's an interracial relationship. And I think back when I was at, in my, when I was in my 20s and even earlier, I think there was a little bit more like, oh my God. It wasn't as accepted. I mean, as accepted, but I feel like it's mm-hmm. way more accepted now. But but when we were dating, it was kind of taboo. And and then did you have any family issues, you know, coming to grips with it? Or was everybody just okay? My family was very upset with him and me for getting pregnant. Oh. They, with them, their attitude is, how hard do you work? And with him being in the military, they he earned respect instantly because... He was military. They didn't care what he looked like. They were more upset that 
I had gotten pregnant. Like that was okay. not good. Oh, that's interesting. So the race part just wasn't a factor. It, it was the part that no, you didn't do things in the right order. Yeah. And then like, as long uh-huh. as he works hard, you know, if he comes out to the farm and if he works, then he has their respect because that's just the mindset out there. That's interesting. Now, what kind of farm is it? Just curious. It's just a wheat farm. It's, um, we don't, we don't have animals or anything like that. It's just a wheat farm. We do wheat, millet. I think they played with corn for a little bit, it's, but it's dry land. Okay. Back, backbone of America. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> That's some hard work. Wow. So that was my thing. Like with, they asked to come down for the birth and all that. And I'm like, you know, I'm okay. I kind of got my into myself into this mess. I could kind of, I'm going to have to kind of deal with my consequence. Like, <laughs> I don't know what oh I was goodness. thinking. I don't know. You were born and you should have been like in the middle ages. <laughs> kind of dumb, you know, self-flagellate, <laughs> make myself pay. Yeah. Just go. Everybody just stand back. I've got this. I'll punish myself. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, did you find did you find a good community, though, when you got there right away? Or did it take you some time? Or, you know, what was that oh, like I, since you really had never been in the military world? I shot myself in the foot. I um, oh, no. <laughs> I really did. Because <laughs> I, I was expecting, you know, I was 25 or 26. I, my drinking days were behind me and it seemed like we moved into a community where it seemed like the younger enlisted families, like they always would go out and party and their kids were a little bit older and that just was not my jam. And it was because you were on base. I was on base. I was living on base and they were partying and there was just that party. And I just wanted to be quiet and like left alone because I was adjusting to a new country I was really mm-hmm. lonely. I just couldn't find women that um, had my same interests because I'm kind of a weirdo. But you know what? I look back, Jen, and that was my own fault because I was not yeah. reaching out. So you kind of kept them at arm's length oh, thinking yes. they wouldn't accept you. Yes. But instead, you were doing... Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. I did that for four years. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time to learn a lesson. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm a slow learner. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> but, you get, but you get there eventually. So, <laughs> I was, so when he received orders for Hawaii, I told, because um, the one person that I did allow to be my friend, Isha, I told her, I said, I'm going to do everything different. I'm going to join clubs. I don't care how uncomfortable I feel. I'm going to put myself out there and get rejected five million times. So I see that you're a person of extremes. I, I <laughs> it's like there's, it's either I'm not going or I'm going to run this thing. There is no in between. You can't just like go to a meeting and be a member. <laughs> no, it's all or nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of waned a bit with age, but not much. <laughs> so what? So what year was that? Because was that? Did you? How many times did you go to Hawaii? Just the, just once? the one? Is that when I met mm-hmm. you? Okay, so how long had you been there? One year. When I, one year before you got there. Because I was the, um, I had went, to, I did join as a member, and then they said, hey, we okay. need some more board members. I'm like, uh, why not? And I became the activity coordinator <laughs> at that point. And then from there, it just, I just kept trying to, you know, like, just reach out. And then I met you, and honestly... Jen, I think like kind of meeting you and then meeting like Tammy and a couple of other people that I just felt comfortable with. Then I quit the mm-hmm. whole reaching out thing <laughs> as much because I felt comfortable. Right. And, but then the, the 
kind of the sad thing about that is when I find my people, it's really hard for me to move on. And the military does not allow for that. Like you will move on. You will, you know, so your husband's retired. My husband's retired. And I think, so by the time I met you, what was that? 2009? Mm. No, 2010. He had been in for 20 something years. Um, And, you know, you come zooming in and you are going to make friends quick Mm -hmm. because you know, you don't have, you don't have all this time. Mm -hmm. I've met people that go, you know, I've lived here a year and I just, I'm still settling in. I would just laugh, you know, as a, as a military spouse. Okay. Let me know how that works. Because by that point we might be leaving in another year. We could be halfway through, especially towards the end of his career. So now, so my husband retired last year and we got here and he, (laughs) this is going to sound awful. He's like, I think we should have the neighbors over and I think we should do this. And I kind of go, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Cause what if I don't like them? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's moving on. We're in a house, you know, off base, bought a house. And I have found myself weirdly hesitant where I've spent the past three decades yes. jumping in. And I, you know, there's that big shift of how you approach friendships because of where you are in life, I guess. It's, it's a commitment thing. I have long-term commitment issues. It is long-term <laughs> commitment issues. Cause before like you meet your neighbors and you're like, I don't like them. I knew I could tolerate them for six months to a year. Yes. But yes. my neighbors you, now. You can make it work sometimes. Yes. Like you're not my ideal. You're not exactly who would be my best friend, yes. but our kids are kind of the same age. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But now, you know, these people have roots. They've been here decades. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, I'm really hesitant to show who I am and to even connect with them because I'm like, I've got to make sure those boundaries are there because if I don't like you, I don't want to be uncomfortable. How long has Mo been retired? He's been probably since 2014. So four years. So, you know, I'm, I feel like it's only been a year for me. I'm, I'm getting better about it. I'm recognizing that's an issue. The first step is realizing it's an issue. (laughs) Now I don't know what the next step is because I still don't, but (laughs) I have some people, you know, I have my friends, but back to the whole military spouse life, how did you find, or maybe let me think how to word this because you did jump into maybe activities you maybe normally wouldn't Mm -hmm. have. Was that who you really were? Did you feel like that was you Lana or did you always struggle with kind of who your identity was as a, as a military spouse or did just talk about that? That, that is such a great question because when, and I think that was part of the struggle with Germany because I did not want to, stop doing the things that I liked to do what the military had available, if that makes sense. Like the certain clubs that they had available, the way that we had to be around like Maurice's bosses, his, you know, all of that stuff. Like I didn't want, it's different. I didn't want to have mm-hmm. to change who. So let's, it was hard because the military is like, well, you should like these things or this, this is, these are the resources we have available to you. And if we don't have it, good luck. You're going to have to yeah, figure, figure it, out. it out. And so when we got to Hawaii, I decided I will take advantage because there are a lot of resources. And instead of me True. being a picky jerk, I will take advantage of the resources <laughs> that are available and go with it. So I don't. Yeah. And you did. Yeah, I, I think I did. I, I just jumped in and s- serving on a board is not who I am. Um, generally I'm, I'm an introvert and I would much rather Mm -hmm. 
have time to think about things and mull things over and do research. And I love comp. I love complexity. I think that made you such a good president though, because you were unflappable. This is what I remember of you during that time. There's some drama sometimes with spouses. Mm -hmm. Let's just, you know, be honest. And, you know, you just, that, I think that whole practical side of you of, let me just get to the root of what's actually going on. It was very, it was very good. It was very even keeled. So I, I thought you did a fabulous job. Well, no, I appreciate that, but, but I didn't feel, I always felt like somebody with more personality or that could, that worked with the people better would have been a better choice. Cause I was always very like, well, what's the heart of the issue and let's start there. Mm-hmm. And that's very much more of who I am, but. No, I think some people need that so they can get kind of centered back around to let's make a good decision here and not get off yes. in the weeds about something that doesn't matter. No, I think it's great. Yeah. So I, I would have to say that I didn't know who I was, but I was really exploring a lot of things. And that even would extend mm-hmm. to the next space in San Angelo where I totally fell apart. It was also this coming to the end of this time of our lives. He was, it was that his last that assignment. That was his last assignment. I've spent years doing this stuff for the military. Well, I don't have a resume. Well, now what do, you yeah. know, it's like I, like I told you in that now one what? comment, it's like I've lit a match to my life for the last 14, 15, even 20 years because... Before then, I was in school. Like, I had nothing to show. Right. You have these big, like, gaps. And somebody, you know, a, a potential employer or whatever would be kind of going, yes. so what happened here? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we know, and I'm sure somebody will comment, but there are resources to put together your resume with your volunteer. And, you know, it's true. But it's still it's still a challenge mm-hmm. if you haven't had a paying job mm-hmm. um, to try to kind of fill those gaps. And I, I honestly think... There are so many military spouses sitting there nodding, yep, yep, been there. And and that's the fear is, okay, so if we're overseas or moving around, I'm not able to keep a, a career going. Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like 10 years from now? And, you know, like I had to have that moment where I felt bad for myself. I yeah. know, and I know that's not ideal, but I think I, no, you do. I think I had to have that moment where like I looked back and this was part of it. I looked back and I thought, wow, I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do or what society told me that I should have done, which is had this career that was like a stepladder up, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go to fear as far as like, well, if Mo ever loses his job, we can't live off yoga. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or Reiki, like we can't live off you know that what, stuff. These podcasts. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. All the places that you are. I think you have a burgeoning business <laughs> right there. Right. But, I, but that's so true, though. You have to give your, yourself permission to be upset and to just kind of sit there for a minute. And then, you, you know, you put a limit on yes. it. And then, and then you, you do the work and move on after that. But no, I, I one time, so we were in North Dakota. And so we come from Guam, which that just seems wrong, doesn't mm. it? I don't think that's very nice of them to do that to people. (laughs) We were waiting for housing and he had an assigned house because of his job. And so it was supposed to be done in two weeks and it was supposed to be in four weeks. Well, what ended up happening was we sat in TLF from April till September. And I think in July, he comes to the TLF where we are with our four small children. And he says, I need to tell you something. (laughs) I was like, don't you say it. Don't you say there's another delay. And he said, it's going to be six more weeks. 
And so the kids still remember this. Like, okay, is that a big deal in the grand scheme of things? No, but I was kind of at the end oh, of yeah. being crammed into two bedrooms and not even two bedrooms and, you know, this tiny TLF. And I just got up. I looked at him. I didn't <laughs> say a word. I walk into the back bedroom where I stuff was just slammed the door and laid down and cried and cried and cried. And so he came back there and he was like trying to kind of talk me down. I said, you know what? I just need today. I need today to be upset. I will figure it out tomorrow, but I am so mad right now. And I mean, that's much smaller than, you know, retirement, but I think I learned that younger, just sometimes you, you have to just give yourself permission to kind of wallow for a minute or two and then go, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to camp there. Mm So now Because it's easy to camp there. It is, <laughs> but it's so unproductive. Yes, I absolutely agree. Wow. So after after Texas, he retired and y'all moved to Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's kind of a funny story too, because during this time, and you could totally cut this out if it's too crazy, but during the time <laughs> in San Angelo, you know, I had had some experiences that were more, I would say, spiritual it kind of, it was not fun. It was not like, it's not something I wanted. I'd rather not know than know. It was just not mm-hmm. something, it was a part of myself I wasn't very happy about that other people would be like, oh, that's wonderful. No, I wasn't wonderful for me. But so you were having some kind of weird things happening in your yes. house is what the gist of, you know. Yes, some like not cool things. And it, it and I wouldn't say is anything like that was extremely bad, but it was just, it just opened up a side of myself that I just didn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. But in that mm-hmm. same intuitiveness or whatever you want to call it, I knew, I knew, like I knew, like when you know something, that's it's the same arena. I knew near the end of his time there in San Angelo, I knew that, that Virginia would be where we would end up. Mm-hmm. I just, I had this That's feeling. I, and so he did not have a job there. I, when it was time for us to do that final PCS, we sent our stuff to Langley with him mm-hmm. not having a job there. And so he just agreed like, yeah, that's where I'm going to end where up. That's where I'm going to end up. And you know, I handed to Mo like, Mo is the, he'll, he is the like, and not, and I don't want to use the word like soldier, but I get the plan. I'll get everything lined up. I have the plan together and Mo will be like, let's make this happen. So that's kind of our, how our, we work together. And so I told him, I said, I really think the odds are in our favor in Virginia. That's where all the Intel jobs are. You know, mm-hmm. we give it a year. It doesn't work. We have all this, we have a certain amount of savings we can deal, we can survive off of for X amount of months or a year. And because you're the planner, I'm the planner. Well, you plan. yeah. And um, we did. We had um, come, they packed us out, sent it to Virginia. We went to Colorado for two months. Um, well, he looked for jobs. I stayed with my folks, uh-huh. and he scored a job a week before we were set to drive to Virginia. Oh, wow, that's providential. So- <laughs> that is very. <laughs> Very good timing. <laughs> Way to milk that two months off. <laughs> Were you getting stressed out towards uh, the end? Like, what's yeah. going yeah, 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 but you know, and I always, I was like, yeah, God got me again because I always try to plan for everything and try to have it all, you know. And sometimes you just you can't. just can't. You just gotta <laughs> trust the situation. Like I knew this is where we're going, and I, of course, I don't think you should like not do anything, but I overdo everything and don't let that element of trust come in. But yeah, so a week before we were set to leave, 
most scored a job. And wow, and and there, there you are. here we are. So what has what was your favorite assignment? Just it curious. was Hawaii. Did you like Germany better or it Hawaii? Was Hawaii. It was Hawaii? I loved Hawaii so much. Yeah, <laughs> it was my favorite. Yeah, and uh, what was surprising is I would hear a lot of complaints about the lack of the seasons. You know, I think people can just be miserable anywhere. It's just a testament yes. to the human spirit that <laughs> you can be in Hawaii and hate it, and you know, yeah. I never understood that. No, I love. I it. never understood that. I always felt like, yeah, as whatever is it sound when we would go to Bellows, I'd always, as we look out in the ocean, I would tell Mo, I felt like this is how I connect to God, right here. Yeah, that's my. So okay, my daughter is in Hawaii right now. So we we lived there for a year. Went to the Pentagon. Went back for two years. So we had our. I was very heartbroken to leave yeah. the first time because his assignment ended abruptly. And I was so happy to go back. But anyway, my youngest, she went out to go visit friends. So today she sends me this photo on our way to Bellows. Oh. And I just, I just respond with a bunch of crying faces. So if you don't know, if you ever get stationed in Hawaii or you, if you are on Oahu, you Bellows air station beach is the most beautiful thing in the world. It's my favorite spot. It is mine too. Honestly. Mine too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, okay. If you were talking to yourself, the younger male spouse version of yourself, when you first, you know, made the very pragmatic decision to get married, (laughs) 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 what what would you tell yourself? If you could sit down with your, your young self, what would you say? Get over yourself. (laughs) I love it. That is exactly, I would be like, you are not going to like a lot of people. Deal with it. You aren't the most pleasant person to be around, but you got to get yourself out there and try. Uh, and, and don't sit here for four years. Being a booty. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have. I would I would wish I would have told myself that. Get over yourself. <laughs> uh, but you didn't know. I mean, it's such a, it's such, I don't know. I think people that aren't military spouses, and I, and I know a lot of spouses that grew up in the military, but for those of us that mm-hmm. didn't, when we left New Mexico, where I grew up and got married, and I, his first assignment was Ohio, I might have as well have dropped off the end of the earth because it was so yeah. foreign to me. And I was miserable for about a year. Yeah. And I mean, I just was. But because it's such a shock. It's it just, is. You're getting used to everything, not just a new culture, yeah. but a new way of life. The military culture, you you know, yeah, it's so it, different. It is, it is different. And you don't understand... I really had a hard time with why are people making such a big deal about X, Y, and Z, um, your uniform, the way you dress, the way you talk, like, why do I have to be, why does this matter when you're used to, <laughs> you know, not having that on you? And so it's like, and somebody said to me once, well, you knew what you were getting into. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, really? Because was there a book I was supposed to read? Or what was I? How yeah, I yeah. There was no like uh, spouse boot camp I was supposed to attend. Because, well, there, and see, there are now, there's all these great things that, and you know, it sounds, it sounds very old and curmudgeonly. Well, back <laughs> on my day, we didn't have all this news, you know, newcomer stuff. Well, we didn't. No. And so if you do have that, you know, and you might think it's silly and fluffy or, or political or whatever. Just go because I'm just going to tell you the people that are helping with that usually have the best of intentions and want to help you 
acclimate and, you know, transition and learn about the military. So if you do have the opportunity to go to something like that, I know for Air Force, if it's called Heartlink, they oh, might have yeah, changed yeah. it now. Yeah, I do and, um, But things like that, I, I wish, because I just had to figure it out. And thankfully found a few older spouses along the way that kind of helped me. And some that I watched, I was like, that's not what I want to be like, yep. you know, but you, you just kind of have to figure it out. So, yeah. and of course, so many organizations and so much online nowadays, just, yeah, just jump in. Ex- exactly. Jump and in. get in. You really can't, like, you're not the most imp- important person in the world. Like you maybe thought you were, or your opinions aren't, you know, the most I mean, you, they're your opinions because you they're right, right? So that's why they're your opinions. But yeah. I think the world doesn't revolve. Yeah, and you. there's got to be an element of grace. And I think, you know, with grace, it's about giving people grace, even though they may not deserve it. Because you know what? There are definitely yeah. days, moments, minutes where I need that grace from my family because I'm not, you know... <laughs> the easiest. Well, I was going to ask you, what advice would you give if you could just sit in a room with a bunch of younger military spouses? What would you say? And I think that was perfect, but you can add to it if there's anything else. Well, I think I would want to know, I think the biggest thing is what are their expectations like of this Mm -hmm. life? Because the expectations have, have always gotten me in trouble. You know, the expectations of, well, this is going to look like this. My child will be like this. My marriage mm-hmm. will look like this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it's like letting go of those. I think you should work towards something, but I don't think you should be invested into how it turns out. Because you just don't know. Well, and you know, you're a homeschooling mm-hmm. mom Oh, now. I was not in the military. Um, I, remember, I don't know if you remember, Jen, because you're like, yeah, I, I homeschool. I'm like, Jen... You'd have to give me medication if I went down that road. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have a child that ended up having some special mm-hmm. needs. So I think that's that whole thing of expectations of what you what you need to do to adapt to that is going to be different than maybe what you thought being like the PTA mom or whatever. It's not it's yeah. not that. It's something completely I different. I would have never thought I would have been a homeschooling parent or into Reiki or any of that any of that stuff. But it's like the expectations also put you in a box from exploring maybe something that you end up doing. Yeah. And, and finding a, something that you couldn't have imagined, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself, maybe 10 years back. But if you, I don't want to say have no expectations, but if you just remove those yes. limits, you can just find such a new and fulfilling, you know, interest or job or something, you know, even just the way you're raising your family. Because that even that will be short lived. Yeah. It seems like it's, especially as a homeschooling parent, you know, or a lot of little kids, it does seem like this is always going to be what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's not, you know. So speaking of, we are co-hosting a podcast. So guys, look for that. It's called Reinventing Midlife, where we're going to talk about all these issues and more with another co-host, <laughs> Tara House. So that's super fun. Um. So you can find Lana all kinds of places. But I, before I get to that, every, every episode I'm going to do what I'm going to call a quick five. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you five quick questions, and you did not have access oh, to these. And I just, you just, you got it. It's snapping like you can hear me. You got to just answer it quick, and then we'll find out more about oh, you Lord. this way. <laughs> so Okay, so what was your first car? A Caprice Classic, 1979. Ooh, I love it. And what White. color? <laughs> 
I remember those cars. Okay, what's your guilty pleasure? Watching um, uh, Little People, Little Women LA. <laughs> no! I mean, I yes. That's, I love it. I don't think I've ever watched yeah. that show. I've seen the trailers for it. Okay, where's your favorite place to be? You already told me this one. Well, it is Bellows, but I would say now it's actually in my garden. Oh, okay. Okay. And what's the one food you will not eat? I think menudo. (laughs) (laughs) You're very specific. I'm so impressed. You were like so fast with these like very specific menudo. I'm just just saying that's, and I'm sorry. I think it's because of what it is, like the stomach or I just... (laughs) <laughs> and I, I love all kinds of food, but menudo just kind of gets me in the, I'm not Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul, you know, but. Yeah. No, no, me neither. I don't like it. Okay. So the final, very, very tough question is <laughs> soda, pop, it's or pop. Coke? Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. When'd you grow up in the Midwest or something? On the phone pop- with pop. <laughs> When, when one of my friends said I I threw her off the first time I met her, I said, Hey, do you want a Coke? And she's like, Oh, well, okay. And I like brought her a Sprite. And she goes, This is, or no, I said, What kind? What kind of Coke? She goes, What kind of Coke? <laughs> That's no, it's pop. Funny. Like we, uh, you know, growing up was on the farm, you know, you're in this bubble. You're like in this bubble with these people all the time, and you get to your own little language sometimes. Yeah, so it was always That's pop. too funny. That's such a Midwest thing. And I, pop. Was oh, there anything? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like we. So when we went to, um, I went to Montana for uh, college, and then I went down to Texas, and I'm like, "Can do you guys have any pop here?" And they're like, "Pop." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> see, it's very telling. It'll tell you which part of the country you're from." So, and just for future guests, I'm not going to always be asking the same things. I'm gonna mix it up. So don't think that you can like. And come with an answer. I know exactly. I'm going to totally change them. Well, I just wanted to see if there's anything else you wanted to add. It's just been so fun talking to you and talk about talk about where we can find you and what you're doing. What's your what are your latest projects? Lord, well, if you would like to connect, (laughs) yes, you could go to just my website, LanaSimmons.com. I dabble in herbalism. I we're working on a knock on wood opening up a, a small farm. And it's That's kind so of cool. like what we're in the middle of doing. And we I have another podcast called Well Full with a psychic. So if that's scary, mm-hmm. don't go there. But she's crazy. Well, how many how many podcasts just are you the two, doing? Right just now? the midlife. Just the just two. the two. Just <laughs> midlife and psychics. So the reinventing midlife. Where do we find that? www.reinventing-midlife.com. And that will be on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere. And yeah. Wellful, you'll just have to Super go fun. to iTunes. And it doesn't have its own website. You could, But it is linked on my website or on Mindy's website. This was a ton of fun. I'm so glad you came and visited with us today and thanks so much for sharing with us well thanks for having me jen
Connect with Jen at jenmcdonald.net or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also purchase her book, You Are Not Alone, Encouragement for the Heart of a Military Spouse at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. Love the show? Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. Until next time, have a great week. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.